Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Today's show was made possible by a lot of people. Our amazing producer, Maria Wortel. Both of our mothers are interns and, as always, Solange Knowles. But you know who else we would be proud to partner up with as a sponsor of an episode? You. If you own a business and you'd like to work with us or you work for a brand that you think could be a good fit, contact us at fyi at shoesoffatpod.com. Okay, Maria, can you um, just replay that sigh in the yeah? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's really everything we're talking about in this episode. <laughs> Woo! I'm Sophie. I'm April, and this is She's All Fat. The podcast for body positivity, radical self-love, and chill vibes only. This week, we'll discuss laughing so hard you cry, before and after photos, and practicing self-care. April, what are you obsessed with this week? Okay. I just feel like we need to be honest with everyone right now that we're struggling today. We're struggling. This is going to be a struggle episode. Which is great for the theme (laughs) of the episode. You know what I mean? Exactly. Wow. It's perfect. Bringing it full circle. Yeah. So as far as me and I, like, I am very sick. I'm exhausted. (laughs) Um, And yet here I am. Also, there's, like, gardening happening. As you, if you heard the blooper last week, like once again, uh-huh. <laughs> there's still a lawnmower happening. Soph just pronounced the word Solange as Solange. <laughs> so, like, I just took a new medication for my brain about 30 minutes ago, and like, I might throw up at any time. God damn it. So, we're just both. We're both uh, struggling a little bit. Well, it's it's a huge blessing that you have more than one toilet. <laughs> so if anything goes down, That's so true. We can throw up at the same time and be fine. Wow, <laughs> gotta look at the you bright really side. Gotta look at the right side. <laughs> you got to. You got to. Okay. Jeez. Wow. All right. So aside from my obsession with getting through this episode <laughs> by any means necessary, oh um, I am obsessed. <laughs> this week, I am obsessed with an artist called Victoria Monet. I played you in the car the other day. You know when I mean you drive me in my car because I don't like driving on the highway. (laughs) So Victoria Monet is like a frequent collaborator of Ariana Grande. So if you like like Christmas and Chill, which I love, like her more like R&B stuff, she does it pretty much just with Victoria and like two Swedish guys and that's it. So when I saw that she had an album come out, I'm like, skirt, skirt. Like, in the words of me goes, skr, skr. Oh my God. <laughs> they always do that. You sing it so melodically. Thank you. I have a voice of an angel. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I love Victoria Monet. So she has two, it's a mixtape, I guess, with two parts. The first part is like life after love. And then it's like life after love part two. Ooh. And she's like telling a story from the breakup to like getting a new boyfriend. Wow. And so I'm going to put a little clip in um, from her song, All You Need, which is like, I've been putting it on repeat. My sister told me to turn it off. It's <laughs> driving her crazy. Oh, Feels just like 
But I freaking love it. She's so talented and her voice is just, it's just like honey. She makes me miss Aaliyah. Rest in peace. Wow. She has Aaliyah vibes. Um, so that's my music. And my other obsession this week is, so Wendy Williams like will put up her Hot Topic segment on YouTube every day. And it's like a 20 minute segment from the show where she talks about hot celebrity topics. And okay. like, by the way, I'm fully aware that Wendy Williams is one of the worst people on the planet. Is she? <laughs> She's I so really, trash. I only know her as like a reference point, really. I've never watched her show. Oh, really? Yeah, no, it's, it's bad. She's just really mean. And she just like will do full defamation of character and then be like, allegedly. Oh my <laughs> so God. she doesn't get sued. She just makes up lies about people on television. But it's nice because it's a little routine. I'm like, you know, go home getting ready to like wind down for the night turn on 20 minutes of her just making like false allegations about people's husbands <laughs> oh like on God. tv but so the clip i'm putting in for this week she was describing like her perfect snack the other day and she said i was home having my perfect snack a, a peanut, peanut butter and jelly, jelly sandwich, sandwich and a clamato, clamato. what <laughs> that's disgusting <laughs> think about that she eats a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and then a clam juice. Have you ever tasted a Clamato? No. It's disgusting. Oh, my God. She's like, how's having my Clamato? <laughs> it's like, Wendy. That sounds really bad. Disgusting. But it just was the perfect example of Wendy Williams being, like, so freaking weird and bizarre. It's <laughs> so funny. She had beef with, like, Whitney Houston. She used to talk shit about her on a radio show. Really? One time, Whitney Houston called in and, like, cussed her out. Like, they had beef. <gasps> she had beef with Tupac. She was spread rumors Tupac was gay and he threatened to kill her. Oh, my God. She's, like, been on people's shit list forever. But, wow. like, I need my pop culture garbage somewhere so i get some of it from her um and then i'll share more obsessions later in the episode but what are you obsessed with this week my mom visited this week she was very kind and helpful to me it was just nice i feel like we're in a good place right now with like finding the balance between like being an adult but getting help from my mommy when i need it yeah you know what i mean like when i first graduated college i was like i have to be a grown-up and be alone and now i'm like no i want my mommy yeah (laughs) same i would like my mommy and so it's nice to like be like i feel like my mom is is proud of me and like respects me but is also like there to help me and that's like really nice and i she left yesterday and i already miss her Mm. want her to come back you're the sweetest she's the best we had a nice brunch together with her so nice she's She's so funny too she's very funny (laughs) i like her she's she's a silly but i want her to come back more i'm really excited to i after you leave today i'm gonna make my ross marino candles order i know she's not paying me to say this i just like (laughs) this one isn't sponsored we really like the candles (laughs) candles. (laughs) and i'm so bummed because four different people have dm'd me on instagram to be like wow i got the candles and like you were not joking they're They're really good good. they're good candles you guys really we love them and honestly i love supporting like a woman-owned business and like a small business and i think she's like sustainable oh yeah and like i found out this past week through insta stories that she like puts in a little special hashtag written in on the cards ordered by people who use our code i really enjoy working with our sponsors who are super small businesses i think that's really fun i just am proud of her and i'm proud of us and i like the freaking candles she's killing it go get your candles stacked might Um, get here tomorrow by the way oh my god Mm, so mm, pumped (laughs) okay so also part of the reason we're doing this up is because it's been a hard week and one thing that made me happy my friend grace spellman she tweeted please tell me about a time you laughed so hard you cried not from tv movies internet it has to be an irl situation even if it's an inside joke and you don't think it'll be funny to anyone else i still want to hear it thank you it's like nice to read because like these normal people were just responding to it like the time I was with my friend and I like fell off the bed and we just laughed really hard (laughs) and it just like is really nice oh my god so uh we'll link to that in the show notes but a lot of the replies to it are just kind of like 
oh yeah, those are those feel like nice times with your friends. Oh, that's so nice. Do you know what I mean? Oh my goodness. And this is my favorite one so far. This one is called. We'll put the link to this one because it's kind of a visual joke. Okay, I remembered the time that I wanted to dress as cotton candy for Halloween and handmade my costume and look at it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> She's like someone made like a felt monster costume out of pink felt, basically. It's like a pig standing up. <laughs> it's so funny. It's horrible. It's, I love that thread. Wow, we we all need a good belly laugh this week. I we know. don't laugh, we're gonna cry. Exactly. We gotta laugh. So I really love that. It made me try to think of some too. I was like, I gotta text my sister about what some of them would be, like what the famous ones would be for our family. But yeah, I don't know. That just made me happy. That was beautiful. Thank you. Okay, let's move on to some shout-outs this week. Let's start with our Apple podcast. Great. Girl who can read, <laughs> take it <laughs> can over. Can I, though? I did say Celine. I don't know what's oh going on. Oh, my God. That was wild. Usually I can read fine. Yeah, you read good. I read Thank bad. Thank you so much. You read good. Everything is upside down. Okay. All right. So, thank you so much to the people who left us a review on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate a review wherever you want to write it, as long as it's a nice review. Um, But for those of you who write it on Apple Podcasts, it's really nice for us to go in, as April has said before, read while we're on the toilet, read the nice reviews. One day, we will have all these reviews, and also we'll get a listener who works for Apple, and then they'll be able to put us on New and Noteworthy. I really think that's the only way we're ever getting on there, because some of those uh, podcasts are not new, is all I'm saying. And I'm not going to name any names. Not going to name names, but like all of them. <laughs> and okay. I know we do this every episode, and I'm so I sorry. I know we do, <laughs> but don't you feel like it's like a warm blanket? They're waiting for us to do it. That's you know what I true. mean? They want to hear their names, and yep. so they're either listening with bated breath, or they're like, here's that part. It makes me feel comfortable. <laughs> You know? Never thought there'd be someone out there waiting for me to say, like, fart queen 247. <laughs> and yet, hey, here we are. don't my secret tag. <laughs> and yet, here we here are. Here we are. Okay, so thank you to the following people for the, writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. Dumb Girl 27. Okay, Tessie Lou 2. Alyssa Jord. Jessel NYC, or Jessie L NYC. Molly CD88. RF Platt and Desi Master. Thank you so much for writing us a little review. Really appreciate y'all. And now we are doing our Patreon shout-outs. These are people who have become patrons at patreon.com slash she's all fat pod. They hang out with us in the Facebook group. If they're at the right level, they are our biggest supporters, and we can't thank you enough. So those people this week are Jessica Armstrong, Sarah Smith, Jenny Griffin, Catherine Grayson, Victoria Bain, and Sarah Stanzi? Probably. Okay, Sarah Stanzi. Thank y'all so, so much. And now let's move on to tip jar. We have an audio tip jar from a listener today. Let's hit it. Hi, April and Sophie. This is Hannah, one of your listeners. I love your pod. I'm calling in response to the Mailbag 3 episode. Sophie, I really appreciated when you talked about, you know, kind of having to learn about setting boundaries for yourself and dealing with other people. I'm 40 years old, and this is still something that I feel like I'm learning, and I wanted to share one resource that has kind of helped me set up scripts um, for setting boundaries and ways to think within myself and also ways to talk to people. It's a website called Captain Awkward, and she's an advice columnist, and people write in with questions, and kind of she addresses a lot of topics, but boundaries is definitely one of them. 
she's also expresses body positivity and fat positivity in her in her work so i just wanted to share that with you and your readers in case that would be helpful thanks for the pod Okay, we want to do a quick call for submissions here. We were so happy with how many people have sent in voice memos in the past. So many of y'all sent in amazing voice memos for our parenting episode, which we really appreciated because as we said many times, we're idiots who do not have kids. Yep. But so we are going to be doing an episode, another episode about exercise and about finding non-punishing ways to feel good while moving your body. We're going to do some interviews and some talking on our on our own experiences. But if you have um, something you'd like to share on air, please send us a voice memo um, by recording yourself on your iPhone or your other phone or your computer and then emailing us to us at fyi at she'sallfatpod.com. Um, we want to hear about how you um, move joyfully, how you find pleasure and happiness in moving your body, and um, anything else you'd like to say about that. So send those in. And we can't wait to hear them voices. Oh, wow. We're switching it up. Ooh, I got different wow. tenses. I'm mixing it up. Um, here, we're going to do a quick shout out to our Facebook group for those at home who are not patrons yet. These are people who pledge $7 or more on our Patreon. They're also the most excited SAF fans and listeners and some of the coolest people on the internet. (laughs) So this week, the people in the Facebook group are talking about shopping for raincoats, moms, and reflecting on Mental Health Awareness Day. Um, We also want to do a plug for our extra segment for Team I Love Bread and Above. That's people who pledge $15 or more a month we do a special little segment just for y'all and it's getting it's we're having fun over on, on that segment people vote on what they want every season this season we're doing stories from our past this week i'm talking about the time in seventh grade when i was left behind at the grand canyon oh, with God. the boy i had a crush on and the girl he had a crush on so you want to tune in <laughs> get the two patreon stacked okay we should really get to the meat of it don't you think let's do it The meat of it. Okay, so this week on The Meat of It, we're talking about the things we look at and we need to look away from the madness. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit more about why we wanted to do this episode. Mm -hmm. I am so tired. Yes. (laughs) This has been a real trying time Mm -hmm. emotionally, spiritually. Several times you've shown up, you've been like, You're on thin ice, white woman. (laughs) I'm just like, Oh my God, okay. I just, you know, who can you trust? Who can you turn to? Thoughts like that. It's just it's been going a lot. There's a lot going on in the political landscape. It's very heavy. And I think it's important that we talk about our methods of self-care, both because it will be fun to take a break from the heavy stuff on the pod and because it's important for people to be practicing, like literally taking care of yourself. At least that's my definition of self-care. Um, so we're going to talk about our methods this week. It's been very cool this season to have so many like very intentional thought out episodes. I mean, it's kind of my general self-care versus work motto. It's like, I feel like 80-20 is something I try to think about all the time. It's like 80% really thoughtful episodes, 20% this kind of fun episode. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's true in like relationships. 80% what you want, 20% the other person is not someone who you you don't own the other person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? 80% getting work done, 20% fucking around. So, like, that's kind of always my goal with self-care shit, you know? But, that's like... the only way to get through, I think. We gotta do it. It's been hard. It's been, it's been rough. Week, week, I think it might be cathartic for our listeners if we're just, like, talk about how 
it's been a little rough. Yeah, and chill vibes only does not mean like, you know, we don't have our moments of being exasperated. Yesterday I had the thought that I never want to use my speaking voice again. Like I just felt what? so fundamentally exhausted that I was like, I wish I never had to talk again. I mean, to be fair, you have zero <laughs> iron in your body at this point. I mean, I'm going through a lot, but also like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Trump has like took away <laughs> every like, I, I just I, I just feel depleted in a lot of different ways. And so I want to talk about the ways that I try to recharge. Yeah. And yeah, I've been very better. stressed. I mean, obviously the whole, every, we don't even say his name, but the hearings and then climate change yeah. and just like everything. It's been a it's lot. It's been a lot. And I think we should just vent and just keep yeah. it pushing. Yeah. We got to unpack it, we you know? unpack everything. So I wanted to talk about our journeys of self-care. I'll start because mine is shortest. Okay. I don't do it. I had just started <laughs> in 2018. I was not aware of the concept. <laughs> I was like, so sorry, like, how do people, like, you know what I mean, like, take care of themselves? Uh-huh. For a couple of reasons. Number one, I'm, like, newly a, a grown-up. The other day I was telling my dad about my new health insurance, and he was like, wow, you're a real adult now. You, like, have your own health insurance. I'm like, oh, wow, I am. Yeah. I, like, you so are. I just became a real grown-up, number one. <laughs> and I'm, I'm I'm told that grown-ups are supposed to take care of themselves. Yes. <laughs> That's what I keep reading on the blogs. We're not like kids anymore. We don't have plastic bodies. You can just bounce on the ground and keep going anymore. We break now. And somebody used to tell me, like, when, like, I would be up all night watching shows. My mom would be like, go to sleep. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah. But now, like, no one tells you. I got to tell myself to go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> like those types of things. Um, so yeah, I mean, and I've always been like, as we've talked about before on the podcast, like perfectionistic and I will fully like stay up till 5 a.m. to get work done and like not think twice about it. And I'm trying to do that less. But yeah, my journey has been pretty much just that. Yeah. Forever. Which, which is not a journey because I didn't do it until just now. Wow. <laughs> so here we are. That's amazing. What about you? What's your self-care journey? I'm very self-aware in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. right? But one thing I'm not good at is um, the things that I struggle with, I have trouble figuring out where to place them. If they're things that I need to just accept, if they're things that I'm not working on in the right way, if they're things I am making progress on, mm-hmm. if they're things I need to just forgive myself for. Like my my biggest fear is like about like my myself journey or mm-hmm. whatever is just being like, oh, well, I just accept those things, but then I'm actually just being a monster to everyone around me. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like very important to me to like not cut myself a break and be terrible. Mm-hmm. And so with self-care stuff, sometimes I personally, with like ADD stuff, what happens to me is if there's something I'm struggling to do and now after many years, I can finally now recognize, okay, I'm having trouble doing this, not because I don't know how and not because I'm lazy, but because I'm having a lot of anxiety or because I'm having trouble doing ADD stuff. Like I'm having trouble prioritizing the steps I need to do to complete this. I'm having trouble breaking this down into smaller steps. I'm having trouble with the details of the first few steps. Those are like ADD things that I like have to figure out how to work on. And so when I think about self-care, it's like I'm just starting to recognize those things and I'm just starting to be able to be like, okay, we trust ourselves to work on this later. Actually take time to rest right now. I have such a hard time not feeling like if I am stuck or not working on something at at any second that I'm failing. Mm -hmm. I'm not someone who can work all day and all night and then get up the next day and go again. And I have to like accept that about I'm someone who needs to sleep and I need time away or I'm a monster. Mm -hmm. And so it's like right now what I'm really trying to work on is like 
okay, let's recognize these moments for what they actually are. Try to figure out what the first step of working on them is and then actually give yourself time to rest because I don't think that a lot of the time I'm giving myself to rest, I'm actually resting. Exactly. Does that make sense? Because I think that something that I had to learn the hard way in college is like sitting on the toilet on your phone is not rest and your brain's not even off. Like you have to like sit in a dark room and go to sleep. Yeah. (laughs) Like put on a candle and like go the fuck to sleep. I'm just very likely to feel like if I'm not getting through a problem, it's because I'm not white knuckling it hard enough. Mm -hmm. And it's only recently that I'm like, hmm, maybe that's not true. Maybe I'm not bad. And that's why, not why I can't do this the way I think I should be able to. Yeah. Hopefully I can continue to figure that out. Because in the past I did self-care stuff like in high school when the boundaries were much more clear for what I was supposed to do and what I didn't have to do, it'd be easy. I'd be like, all day Saturday, I'm going to watch movies and then Sunday I'll get my work done. But now I like, I'm constantly stressed. Yeah. (laughs) Cause it's like having that same routine that someone else sets for you is easier. But now that we're adults with responsibilities, you have to figure out everything by ourselves. So now that we've gone over sort of our like overall, overall outlook on self-care and our like quote unquote journeys, um, we wanted to talk about some of the specific things we do to like yeah. sort of calm down. For me, it's, it's like really about looking away from the mess because most of the day I am looking at it because I do want to stay politically engaged because as a natural born citizen, unfortunately, this is my problem. Yeah. But I need to look away sometimes, otherwise I'm going to fucking lose my mind. So <laughs> here are some of the things that I look away from. Towards. Towards. <laughs> Okay, um, so the first thing I've been looking at when I'm feeling really stressed and need a moment off is uh, Shane Dawson's Jake Paul documentary. I can't believe you. And I want to discuss it with many caveats. Number one, I know Shane Dawson is bad and did blackface, and it's bad. Yeah. And he really talks about it as in a way that's like, why aren't people over it yet? It's yeah. like, dude, you did blackface in like 2008. Full like, black. Come on. That And Jake Paul, I mean, I don't even need to say it. Even though I don't think Jake Paul is as bad as Logan Paul, Suicide Forest. Logan <laughs> suicide for us paul he's worse um so if you are so lucky to not know about this <laughs> shane dawson is one of the like og youtubers who has like very much changed his brand over the years but he's like now the thing he's doing is picking a, a famous youtuber they tend to be someone who's been like dragged to the mud and disgraced due to their own making yes and so he'll, he'll do like a quote-unquote documentary about them and i think it's so funny because his definition of documentary is like not a documentary at all <laughs> But it's interesting because he is, like, kind of changing what people do on YouTube. A lot of YouTubers right now are making videos about how they're, like, tired of YouTube and they think everyone's fake and, like, everything's changing and whatever. And so he's doing something totally different. So this uh, series, he picked this idiot named Jake Paul, (laughs) like, is a YouTuber and famous for, like, burning stuff in his pool. And, like, he has a... His neighbors hate him. His neighbors hate him. He had to move. And so now they have a new Team 10 house. And he has Team 10, which it's not 10 people, but it's, like, other YouTubers who live with him and they use his resources and they have to pay him like 20% of what they earn even though he's not their manager which like what's going on so he's doing a documentary about whether or not he thinks Jake Paul is a sociopath which is fundamentally problematic it's been interesting to see all the comments are like why are you painting sociopaths as like he's using like scary movie music he's like they're behind you they're antisocial it's like they're there are a lot of sociopaths and most of them are not violent they just like you know don't right. have empathy <laughs> like they're trying to mimic it because they don't naturally have it but most of them just want to like keep going have and a it's, normal life. have a normal life that is and so, so weird of him but, but, but also he's like amping it up for views which uh-huh. like I get it you know this is capitalist society and that's how YouTube works but it, the thing that's interesting to me about this that I think I would like I have 
have fun looking at this rather than like what's really scrolling on CNN is he responds in real time to like people's comments. So like one part will come out, every part is like 40 minutes and people in the comments were like, you're being really problematic. Like, I don't like the way you're positioning yourself as like quote unquote normal versus like your average sociopath. Then he, he'll like re-edit the next part and then like say, address like the comments and be like, oh, I took what you said into reconsideration. We're re-editing it to be less sort of like stigmatizing. And he kind of is like able to respond in real time. But there's also a lot of comments that are like, why are you trying to rehab racists on your page? Like, what are you doing? Everybody who's like, has said the N word on camera, you like want to give them a series and he won't respond to those. So it's like, he sees it. He clearly is like aware of it, but he doesn't know how to comment on it. Cause like, I would assume he knows people are right. That he's like trying to make people forgive Jeffree Star and Jake Paul and all these like very problematic YouTube personalities. But I just think it's so funny. And then he's like, he's trying to make it seem like it's like about a nuanced young man who like like lives it lives his life on camera but it's different behind the scenes and it's like no. Jake Paul's an idiot like yeah. all the interviews he's just like uh growing up is really hard parents got divorced and we uh had to like uh like move a lot <laughs> it's like, there's like nothing in that head like it's so funny to me I want to watch white men critique other white men on the internet like for fun <laughs> it makes me laugh so I'm looking at that where was y'all at when make a wish called me <laughs> met my girl Kaylee Damn, that shit changed me. Please, Maria, please, drop the beat. <laughs> and by the way, he's describing empathy. So is he a sociopath? Is we'll he? see. But also, who the fuck cares? Who cares? I really, for half this shit, like, whenever people try to demonize, like, schizophrenia or whatever, yeah. like, any kind of, like, bipolar shit, Maria's like, why do you fucking care how yeah. someone else's brain works? The only thing you're allowed to care about is how people treat you. How it affects you. And you wouldn't even know if someone <laughs> is a sociopath. Exactly. So you're it fine. It doesn't matter. Like, people, people's behavior towards other people is what you can comment on. Yes. Not on how their brain is set up. Very problematic. It's not your business. But it is interesting to see on YouTube. Like, pick a YouTuber who you think is such an asshole that he must be a sociopath and then, like, edit him in a way. The truth (laughs) is that some people are just fucking assholes. They don't give a shit. That's the They still feel empathy and they just shove it down in their tiny little non-existent walnut heart. (laughs) They don't give a shit. And that's way worse to me. But you're thinking about it rationally. YouTube is not a rational place. So you need to check that at the door. You're so right. (laughs) We're here for the bullshit. We're here for the jump cuts. We're here for the drama. Like, I'm sorry, Lindsey Graham, not a sociopath. Just, just a terrible asshole. person. <laughs> tell them Lindsay sent you. Yeah, just to tell Anyway, I don't want to Sorry. talk about them. Sorry. Okay, so besides the documentary, which as soon as I go home, I'm watching the next <laughs> part, and I'm super excited. Okay, so, yeah, so that's the first thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so the next thing is just dealing with health stuff. Like, it took me so long to figure out that self-care literally is, like, take care of yourself, as yeah. I said before. So I have new health insurance, as I've announced. I'm super excited. <laughs> It's very it's good. Amazing. The best insurance of my life. So I'm going to every doctor. I'm going to every specialist. I might get braces as an adult. Oh my god! <laughs> very excited. Spring for the Invisalign. I'm literally going to try to get on this little Invisalign. Like yes. I'm so hype. I'm going to a new dermatologist about your girl's psoriasis. Yeah. Like it's lit. Yeah. I and I don't want to like get super into my health stuff on the pod because it's just exhausting. Mm-hmm. And I'm always talking about it. Um, but no, it's been really freeing to be like, okay, now I have the like financial ability to get all of the things taken care of on my long, like, what's wrong with my body list on my phone, which is like a 17-item list. So I'm really excited about that. And I, I it's, like, exhausting because I know I'm going to have to have a lot of appointments, which I hate. But it's also nice to know that, like, somewhere down the line I'm going to feel better because I felt like shit for, like, years just physically. So that's exciting. I'm looking for a new therapist. And so my last therapist was my first therapist in my life. And she was great. Shout out to Amanda. <laughs> 
but I um, am super excited to look for a new therapist now knowing what I want. Like I know for sure that I want my next therapist to be a black woman because there were some things that I wanted to talk about that are specific to that, to my identity, that my last therapist was a white woman. She was very sweet, but like she didn't get. And all my friends who have black female therapists are like, it's you have it, to. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I'm ready for that. Just to be able to like not have to explain, not spend half the time like defining things and just be able to talk about what I need to talk about. So I'm excited about that. I'm very pro therapy as we've talked about before. Um, and I'm excited to go to the legal dispensary by my house. It's lit. Like finding the different methods that work for you um, as far as managing any sort of like mental or physical stuff is like so liberating. Like I've been dealing with all this stomach stuff and nausea and I'm like, dude, this is California. I could have CBD and mm-hmm. I feel better. Well, CBD is legal most places, yeah, yeah. right? Um, so no, being able to do those sort of like medical things has been a big part of my self-care. So that's two. Um, my next thing is existential television. Okay. So there's a lot of TV shows right now that are sort of like pondering on the meaning of life because you know how we're all going to die because right, of Trump, right? right, right, right so right, there's right, at least right, right. three shows I'm watching right now that are about sort of like existential crises and like the human condition, but they're funny except for Manifest, but I laugh at Manifest. So those three shows are The Good Place, which is in season three. It's the best show on television. Everybody who works on that show is so smart and I'm their biggest fan. It's the best show. There's also the show Manifest, which I started ironically watching and now I'm just really watching. Wow, it. <laughs> really? Happens, it's You're episode three. Manifest? I'm 100% watching Manifest. Wow. Because <laughs> when I first saw the trailer, I'm like, this is going to be a joke. Oh and now God. episode three, I'm like, well, what the fuck is going on? Where did the plane go? <laughs> Where the hell was the plane? Okay, can you explain how Manifest is different from Lost? Okay, well, I didn't watch a lot of Lost, so I really can't tell you. But if you watch the, the trailer for Manifest, essentially these people get on this flight, the flight lands, and like the FBI is there, and they're like, what's the problem? Where's our luggage? And they're like, you've been gone for six years. Jesus and they're like, what Christ. do you mean? It was a two-hour flight and they're like literally your fam's gone one lady they're like your mom's dead nobody on the plane even aged there was one kid on the plane who was a twin and his twin is now 16 and he's 10 oh my god (laughs) like and she's like i thought you were dead and he's like i've been gone for two hours oh my god so my current theory i mean spoiler alert from manifest so just skip 30 seconds my current theory is that the plane went to heaven and they all became angels and they came back is this not just like the fever dream before yeah. they die? Spoiler alert, like lost. <laughs> no, no spoiler alert. It's been years. I mean, I couldn't tell you, but I do think it's really interesting that right now on television, television, everyone's just like, what if we all just like died? Like, wouldn't that be lit if we just dropped dead? There were like, <laughs> like, there were like four Danish TV shows a couple years ago that were all like, imagine 10 people who died just walking back in from the dead into the town and what happens next. Yes, I remember that It's like, those were all about, like, coming back from the dead Mm -hmm. and now we're just like, what if I just fully die? Yeah, I think everyone, like, wish fulfillment is like, oh my god, what if I died right now? Like, wouldn't that be great? (laughs) And so they're exploring that. And it's funny to see everyone's different take because, like, The Good Place is very different from Manifest and very different from the show Forever that just came out. Oh, Forever is a new show on Amazon Prime starring Fred Armisen and Maya Rudolph, two of my favorite comedians of all time. You can't really talk about it without spoiling it so it's just like it's a married couple <laughs> like, that's how we've been talking about it on late night shows they're a married couple and like that's it okay so like you know if you like those two people and it's created by alan yang who co-created master of none and was a parks and rec guy and does a bunch of sort of like arty feeling comedy if you yeah. like that click it um, and yeah, that's my next thing. So trash. I always watch trash. I love garbage, as I've talked about on this pod. My two favorite reality shows right now are Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, which is where aspiring rappers go to perform their mixtapes and do poorly. I've never watched an episode of Love <laughs> and Hip Hop. It's so bad. Um, but I talked about it last week in last week's episode because 
the baby Melody is a product of this garbage show. So shout out to Melody Norwood. Oh my God. <laughs> I love her so much. Um, But I love that show because it's just a bunch of like nobody rappers being like, I'm the king of LA. And they have like one horrible song they made on GarageBand and like it's not, and they're not performing live. Wow. <laughs> and yeah. Sounds bad. It makes me laugh. Honestly, it makes me feel better about myself because they're all garbage. Amazing. To be honest. Love, love and hip hop. And I love Braxton Family Values. So this is a reality show that's been on forever about Tony Braxton and her family. So do, do you know who Tony Braxton is? I don't know if I can picture her, but I, like, know who she is. She's just a beautiful black singer. Um, so she's the oldest of, I think, six daughters. Wow. And she has one brother, and they're all singers. And so they have a reality show about their family. They're all a lot. So this week, they had Ayanla on their show. Oh, my God. So we're putting in a little clip here from that explosive-ass two-part finale. Wow. You say one more word, and I got you. We will respect her. Do I make myself clear? Tamar is the youngest sister. Her mom felt like she was being disrespectful to Ayanla, which she fully was because she felt attacked because Ayanla clocked her and her trauma, right? So she was like, shut up. And then her mom was like, I don't care if you're a grown woman. I will beat your ass right now if you don't respect this woman. I saw this all over Twitter, like with the people from Black Twitter that I follow all posted this and they were all like, she's about to go have to pick a switch or something. I was like, holy shit. Literally, Tamar's 40 years old. Her mother's like, I will genuinely spank you right now. Oh my God. (laughs) Because she was being so rude to a grown woman and she like literally apologized she was like sorry mommy (laughs) i didn't see that part i just saw the like basically the clip i saw passed around was the one with her mom just like losing it she's like hey yeah you will calm down (laughs) so good so that that's my trash finally going the fuck to sleep i cannot tell you how much i need my seven and a half to nine hours of sleep per night and lately i don't go without it if i'm doing something you know what she's going to sleep (laughs) it'll be done in the morning it's so important. Like, honestly, go to bed. Everybody listening to this podcast at 3 a.m. right now, Turn genuinely go to sleep. Go to sleep. What are you doing? You're tripping. Go to bed. You need your sleep. You can save. <laughs> pause right now. Download it and go to bed. It's okay. okay. You need your rest. Whatever you're working on. I mean, listen, I'm usually if I stay up super late, it's because there's money attached to it. But at the end of the day, like, get some sleep and finish it in the morning. You know what I mean? Like, it'll be fine. Okay. Now that those people have hopefully gone to bed. And if you didn't, <laughs> you know you're supposed to right now. Go, go to, to sleep. bed. Go to sleep. In the morning, you're packing on concealer. <laughs> really? Or you could have gone to bed. You're going to regret this. <laughs> Go sleep. Okay. Now that those people are gone. Okay. We can really talk. And somebody know you stay. <laughs> Go to bed. I hear you. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Okay. Now sure. we're all gone. Um, and my final thing is just my friend. <laughs> Eva, who we went to college together, she's in Paris this week, and she just made this music video, and we're just going to need to play it. Can I look at it? Please do. Wow. Just shout out to you. Link in the show notes. Wow. <laughs> I watched it ten times this week. <laughs> it made me laugh. Okay, number one, there's not that many girls in Paris. <laughs> She just felt attacked by that. I don't know what she's talking about. Even in the video, you don't don't see them everywhere. I don't know what she's talking about. Let her have her truth. Okay. (laughs) Number two, that was incredible. Oh, my God. Number three, her caption is so funny. I wrote this song about the crows in Paris. LMK, if it's plagiarized, parentheses, Justin Timberlake, question mark? I don't know. I love it. I love it. It's just the little things, you know? Sometimes I'm so wow. frustrated. I'll just go rewatch the Crows in Paris video, and it makes me feel better. So thank you, Eva. I appreciate it. So anyway, those are just a few pop culture slash medical things that I've been trying to focus on that have helped me feel a little better 
in the um, end times that we are living in. Love it. Um, so those are my self-care slash expanded obsessions. Tell me about your list, Soph. Let's get into it. It's very similar to yours. Perfect. Um, okay, the first thing is that sometimes I try to think about in a larger way if I'm doing the 2020-20 rule. Do you know about that? Mm, I just kept thinking it doesn't equal 100. No, it does not. <laughs> so what is this? Um, 2020-20 is like the rule for like, okay, I do so much work on my computer and my phone, right? I'm either like doing writing or I'm doing social stuff for the pod or I'm doing like Patreon stuff for the pod or I'm doing like other work for the pod. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all on a screen. So the best rule is every 20 minutes – you look away for 20 seconds at something 20 feet away. Oh, wow. And that helps your eyes, like, not disintegrate. Okay, perfect. (laughs) And so (laughs) it's, like, I think it's a good rule to make sure that you're, like, like, there's different methods of, you know, batching time or whatever. But I'm just, like, okay, because I have a tendency to lose focus. Mm -hmm. It's not ADD. And I also have a tendency to hyper-focus. And I don't think either of those are super helpful for me because if I hyper-focus, I tend to be, like, like three hours later, I'm, like, wow, well, this one detail of the 20 details I needed to figure out is now really good. But, like, (laughs) the other 19 are not yet done. Yes. Um, So, like, having that moment of, like, coming back out out of the screen, the pulling out moment every 20 minutes for 20 seconds. 20 feet away. So it's like a perspective thing, mm-hmm. right? So that can also, I try to apply that across the board of like, okay, I'm too overwhelmed by the news on Twitter. Every I'm only allowed to look for 20 minutes. Okay. Then afterwards, I'm going to do something in the real world for 20 seconds. And then by then, I, and then usually I'm like, okay, I'm back. I'm okay. fine. Okay. Does this, that make sense? Yeah, this is a good method. I was just thinking I live in a small house. What if I can't look 20 feet away out of a window. Yeah. Okay. Something something further away is like focusing your eyes somewhere else because okay. if it's here. But sometimes, like sometimes pulling myself out of it, it's like the feeling of waking up from a nap or if you're really into a book and you have to kind of wake up yeah. a little bit. And like remember what world you're What's in. What's going on. Yeah. But yeah, the 2020-20 usually helps. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes. Until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Me a lot. So that's one thing I try to do. It's like another thing like the 80-20 thing I was like mentioning earlier. Unlike you, I don't like watching long YouTube videos. You don't have an hour for I that? don't. <laughs> I like watching really anodine, like really like meaningless YouTube. Okay. So I don't want to drop any names because I w- this is insulting to <laughs> everyone I'm saying it about. Okay. But I have like a lot of playlists that are just like you know, beauty people or like weekly challenge people who are just like very, there's not, they're not going to say anything funny or interesting (laughs) um, or controversial. It's just like kind of nice. They're the same elevator music and like they're doing an activity, Mm -hmm. 
It's like visual ASMR. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just to be like, it it kind of keeps me grounded in reality, I find. Um, again, with like the ADD stuff, if I'm not like playing music or something, then I can get lost in something for like hours. Mm-hmm. So it helps me both be in reality, but not be like, like if you have the news on in the background, my tension is going to be raised. For sure. You know what I mean? it's stressful. It's really yeah. stressful. If I have someone showing me like the new fall look from the Stila palette, mm-hmm. I'm fine. I have been doing like background TV okay. and mostly I've been doing old TV. I've been watching Gilmore Girls, um, been working my way through the original Sabrina. Um, and then like when it's not nighttime because my brain will turn anything slightly scary into a huge fear, okay. charmed and, uh, and criminal minds. Even L- charmed? Literally even charmed. <laughs> <laughs> even charmed. Like just stuff that makes me feel like it's stuff that was that I previously watched at a different time, not an easier time per se, but a time I got through. Mm-hmm. You know true. what I mean? Very true. Next thing. Also health stuff. My therapist is new. I have a new one. I like her a lot. I'm not comfortable crying in front of her yet. I keep having to look away. Okay. You'll get there. <laughs> I mean, some of the stuff I said earlier in this app, I think, is a lot of like what we're working on right now, which again, don't DM me about it. Just really, really, really trying to work on giving myself a real break, not being so self-critical, just like identifying what my behaviors are and identifying if I'm perceiving them correctly, mm-hmm. which I think anyone with kind of PTSD or like any kind of trauma stuff knows can be very hard to feel like you're correctly perceiving what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Very true. So that's like a big thing I'm working on. Um, and I'm also like working up the courage right now to go to like some other doctors for stuff. And I have like, I'm definitely way better overall this year um, as you can a test. I'm mm-hmm. not like as sick as I was last year, but there's still just like I have to go to an orthodontist to deal with my TMJ, and I have to like go to blah blah yeah. blah blah blah. It's, it's a lot, it's but it's necessary. But that really is self care. Like you could keep dealing with those things and not get them addressed because it's easier, or you could deal with them, right? And it helps in the long term. Um, I'm also trying to deal with the gym, going to the gym and doing exercise because my body has been telling me that she wants more exercise. I can feel her saying that to me. She added you? I mean, yeah, she was like, walking the dog's not enough. You need to like actually clench your muscles that are not your legs. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like my back and my shoulders feel not great. Mm -hmm. Like I haven't been swimming as much recently. And so I'm trying to like do that more, but you're blonde now. I'm blonde now, so I can't <laughs> swim as much. But um, but I've also in the morning I have found that I like feel better in the morning. I do my like plantar fasciitis exercises, and then I do I've like Googled five minute war- like five minute morning workout, and I do it just like on my yoga mat in my room, and that is like a very nice way to start the day. So I've been doing that. I feel better on the days when I do that. I feel better on the days when I take my um, multivitamins. Mm-hmm. I feel better. When I manage to do all these little things, but all of them take intention and some spoons, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then next, yeah, trying to get rid of my self-crit voice and asking for help getting over the like initial hump of struggle I have with a lot of things of just trying to identify what the problem is with them. And mostly what that is, is just being like, you don't have to just figure this out yourself. You can ask for help. Yeah. You don't have to just white knuckle it through this. It's okay. <laughs> just very hard for me to say I want to be able to just do everything on my own. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like I should be able to. I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions about self-care is like what you're describing and what I've also experienced is just like that's super hard work. Yes. Like it's actually not that relaxing most of the time to like try to care for yourself and try to like retrain yourself to have better habits. It's really difficult. Yeah. But it's the only way to take care of yourself. It's so, it's honestly so hard. It's hard. (laughs) Like it's easier to not have self-care. Yeah. It's way easier to just be like, oh, ignoring that. I'm going to go whatever. But yeah, trying to do that is very hard, and I'm not very successful at it yet, but I'm going to keep trying to be. It's a journey. Because that stuff is really hard, another thing I've been doing is allowing myself conveniences that I can afford. Mm -hmm. Allowing myself conveniences like post-meeting stuff, Mm -hmm. like ordering from Amazon, (laughs) like uh, not washing my hair too many days. (laughs) I'm like, okay, sure. Do I want to be cooking way more all the time? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm making baby steps on cooking. For sure. And I have been doing that. Mm-hmm. But I, if I want to be able to continue doing that, I have to not be mad at myself for not being able to do it perfectly right at the beginning. Because exactly. <laughs> if I do that, then I won't be able to continue doing it. You know? You're like setting yourself up for failure with that mindset. But again, right. it's way easier to have the mindset of like, I do it perfectly or I don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So instead, I'm like, I'm going to do it well a little bit of the time and then I'm going to allow myself the conveniences. That's fine. You know? Um, similarly, going to Target, just walking around, <laughs> it feels the same as going to the Grove and walking around, just being a- among like comforting consumerism. Check out Soph's Instagram where she goes to <laughs> I Target. Just go to Target. <laughs> I don't even always buy things. Yeah. I just go and like, it feels very like going to the mall when you're in middle school. Mm-hmm. Just, you know? Just grazing. Just grazing, being out and about in the world. No surprises. No surprises at Target. My, my heart rate's not going to go up at Target. It's nice. Never. It's nice. The next thing, I've been trying to make some new friends. I love all my old friends, but I've been also trying to hang out with new people because we're getting older, and as we get older, people get busier, and I need more social interaction. So, and because I'm a freelancer, I'm home alone all the time. You like being alone all the time. I love it and crave it. I do not like being alone (laughs) all the time. So I have a couple new friendships that I'm working on. I've hung out with, like, like we met on List. I've hung out with Laura Reeve from List a few times. We went to the Melrose Trading Post together. It was very fun. Like a Twitter friend. Her name's Danielle. And she's like, she was here a couple weeks ago. We like had lunch IRL for the first time. And she just did a adult spelling bee at UCB. And that was very fun. And been hanging out with a friend basically from Instagram. whose name is Kelly. And like hanging out with her a bunch. And that's been really fun to be like, I enjoy the feeling of getting to know someone and trying to be like, cool, like, what is this person like? And, like, do we have enough in common to hang out more than one time? <laughs> like, do we enjoy this? Like, um, what else What else can I learn about them? And, like, what's their circle of friends like? And, like, you know, are they going to think I'm funny? Like, yeah. that's fun, mm-hmm. I think. And so I've been enjoying doing that. And, like, I've been trying to allow myself to feel proud about, like, number one, being a good friend and to my friend, people who are already my friends. And number two, like being good at trying to like make people feel comfortable and like become friends with them. Yeah. I think, yeah, it just reminded me that that's another mode of self-care is like hanging out with somebody, getting that message in your head that like, this is the last time we're going to hang out yeah, and then not hanging out with them anymore. Well, cause like you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. You know what I mean? Like purposely spending your time around people who like feel you and recharge you and you feel good about having them in your space yeah. is self-care. Like, I mean, you don't have to be friends with your toxic friend. No. If you're listening to this podcast and you have someone in mind, you don't have to text her anymore. Mm-mm. To be honest, she's on a tear and you don't need that energy in your life. You, you could just not text her back. Exactly. <laughs> you don't owe anybody anything. No. It's you important. Don't. 
But if it's a friendship you worth that's like worth saving, don't just don't just avoid it. Try to work on it. Yeah, you'll you'll know which of the friendships that you're like. I want to keep you and work on you, and which are the ones that just like every time I leave hanging out with you, I'm so upset. Yeah, that's a, that's the yeah. kind to like back away from. Yeah. Um, I've also started deleting apps with abandon. Okay. <laughs> ones that I know I'm going to re-download later. Mm-hmm. But if I have trouble not checking Twitter for an afternoon, I just delete it. Okay. Because why yeah. not? Good. I don't know why that felt like something you wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. deleting it feels very final, but it's yeah. literally not. You could get it back anytime. You can download it when you're back on your Wi-Fi yeah. anytime. <laughs> Whenever. Um, and also like everyone, I hope everyone knows you can meet people on Instagram and Twitter and, and Facebook. God. And thank God. Because <laughs> and some they won't of you, know. <laughs> some of you are muted. They won't know. <laughs> to your own benefit. And then you don't have to see it. Like mute anyone who makes you feel bad if you don't want to unfollow them. Mm-hmm, exactly. Unfollow them and or mute them. I was reminded of your bird thing by your bird thing. <laughs> About the cross. I was reminded. Do you know what a murmuration is? Of course not. Okay, a murmuration is the name for, like, a group of starlings, which is, like, a tiny bird that, like, they always talk about in British literature. Okay. Um, And when they are in the air, they're the kind that kind of, like, dip and swoop around as big, big groups or Mm. whatever. And there's, like, these really incredible videos on YouTube that I have gone down a hole watching. Of It's kind of like watching a school of fish dart here and dart there. Okay. Um, and there, it's, like, a lot of them are very calming videos of murmurations of starlings, like, okay. moving around set to, like, meditation music. Okay, I need to see this. So I'm going to show you this one. I think this one's good. <laughs> this music. I know. I'm going to knock out. I'm so tired. <laughs> It sounds like the beginning of an 80s movie. Yes, it does. But yeah, isn't this... It's like kind of fascinating and cool, right? Like, I can't even conceptualize how they could communicate. How and do it's they so specific Because it's not like... They're not even going straight. They're like curving. They're, it's like how growing and shrinking. Yeah. It feels, something about it is so meditative to me. It's like movement. It feels like modern dance, kind of. You know? I love it. Oh my goodness. Um, wow. Beautiful. I can't believe this. Um, and finally, we told our producer, Maria, we're doing this episode and so fast that she had anything to say. And she said, I could talk about this all day. So we said, do it. Do a corner. So now for Maria's corner. So I just have a couple of quick little pointers. Number one on my list, it's always just say no. Say no to everything. No, don't say no to everything. But um, if you have any sort of hesitation about a job coming up or a social event or whatever, where you're like, man, I could really use the sleeve or like, I just don't really feel like it. And you can afford to say no, say no. You have that gut instinct for a reason. So listen to it. Sometimes you'll get really excited about things and say yes to everything and then find yourself with very little sleep, overworked, and your schedule is a mess. My good friend Caroline and I, we've talked about this before many times about how we love saying no. It's really funny because anytime we say no to each other, it's so understood in our friendship that it is 100% okay. So we've probably bailed out on each other so many times, but we both get it. So um, we love saying no. We love saying no to each other and it's kind of great. My second pointer, which has literally changed my life, is to only reply to emails at a specific time. I love waking up and that's the first thing I do and then I don't sit all day on my computer replying to emails. My third pointer is to set boundaries with work people. Don't feel pressured to agree to things on the spot. Sometimes you'll be doing a really great job and people ask you like, hey, can you do this? Hey, can you do that? 
and you feel like you have to answer on the spot, sometimes you say the wrong thing and you say sure and then you regret it later. Literally, you can use let me look at my calendar as an excuse for anything, honestly. But um, don't feel bad to say that you'll get back to them at a later point when, when you can weigh in the pros and cons of the situation. My fourth pointer is to indulge in stupid little things that bring you joy, if and when possible. You know, if that's candles that smell amazing, by the way, currently burning my rosemary no black tea candle, um, not paid to say this, it smells freaking amazing. Um, whether that's cleaning, whether that's watching a TV show, whether that's, you know, going to a pumpkin patch, any stupid, fun, random little thing, whatever. Like, if that brings you joy, do it. Don't be hesitant to indulge in the things that bring you joy because we're all so stressed these days and just do what makes you happy. And then lastly, I want to say a little disclaimer. All of these pointers kind of will vary depending on where you are in your life journey because, you know, three years ago, my self-care was literally working in a restaurant for as little time as possible and um, getting my mental health back on track and going to therapy. So I'm at a way different spot in my life right now where um, it's more about reclaiming my schedule and enjoying life. So always keep that in mind. So those are our thoughts on self-care. If you have like a method of self-care or an app or like something that really works for you, I would be interested to hear those as tip jars if you want to send those in. Just because we're all trying to get better at how to take care of ourselves in extreme situations. Like lately, my self-care feels much more urgent than any other times in my life. Locating my nearest inhaler. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you got to secure your mask or whatever. You have to. You know? (laughs) You have to. Um... So that's it. So you can close us out. Great. That's the meat of it for this week. We have solved self-care in the time of Trump. You're welcome. You're welcome. Of a Kind is a website that introduces you to exciting new designers by selling their pieces and sharing their stories. If you're serious about treating yourself and you're in the market for some unique home goods and fancy personal care items, Of a Kind is your one-stop shop. Just like She's All Fat, Of A Kind is run by two women, Claire and Erica. They've been friends for 15 years, and their taste and curation skills are off the charts. Of A Kind is my first stop for Christmas shopping this year. That is for sure. They're all about unearthing things that are super special and hard to find, from hair products to necklaces, gift wrapping supplies to ceramics. Of A Kind also has their own clothing line called Permanent Collection, featuring classic wardrobe staples in sizes extra small to extra, extra large. I can't wait to spray my body with the luxurious DS and Durga Italian citrus perfume and have the most glamorous cleaning experience of my life with the St. Olio surface cleaner in Neroli. Okay, I have my eye on so many little goodies from the Of A Kind website. I'm currently obsessing over the serving board made from oxidized reclaimed oak. Oh my god. <laughs> because the dark color is going to look amazing with brie and other light colored cheeses on top. The fan Fancy and really aesthetic looking oval flask from Odem. Some beautiful earrings, including these daisy threaders, where it's a daisy in the front and then the stem goes down the back of your ear. And these other earrings that are called Victorian snake studs, and they're tiny gold coiled snakes. And some fancy home goods like the Virtue Labs hair care, some hand cream with SPF, which is a great idea, some body oil that scented sage and grass, or the rose cuticle oil. And I'm not getting into the linen throw blankets or vase 
vases or artsy wrapping paper or notebooks. I just want everything. So it's a good thing that Of A Kind has an offer for She's All Fat listeners. If you visit ofakind.com and enter the code SAF at checkout, you'll get 20% off your order of $50 or more. The discount is valid through December 15th, 2018. So be sure to get your Christmas shopping done early. There's a bunch of like really cute gift sets that I noticed on there as well. So again, that's code SAF at checkout on ofakind.com for 20% off your order of $50 or more. We have linked our picks in the show notes. So let us know what you get. And now it's time to ask a fatty. If you want advice, you can send a voice memo of yourself asking a question to FYI at she'sallfatpod.com. You can record it on your computer or the voice memo app on your iPhone. Just keep it short, about one minute max. Or if you're shy, you can send us a plain old email to FYI at she'sallfatpod.com and we might answer your question right here on the show. This week on Ask a Fatty, we have a very special letter from Hannah of all people. Hannah. Another Hannah? Give away. Hey, April and Sophie. I was recently in a conversation with, unfortunately, a family member um, about transformation photos and how, like, you know, they're just not very helpful or necessary. Um, You know, if people feel like they, you know, want to post something like that, they don't have to post something that's explicitly comparing bodies. They can just, you know, post a picture of, you know, them doing something that they love or, you know, just talk about how they feel really great um, rather than posting an explicit, like, comparison of bodies. So the person's response to that was, you know, I just don't see the issue. Like, if someone wants to, you know, show that they've lost weight or whatever, um, then they should be able to do that. And I was like, okay. But they can, you know, can still do it in a more tasteful way. And their response was, well, you know, if we're walking on eggshells um, around every single group, then are you saying that white people should walk around eggshells around black people and that people who, you know, find success should walk around eggshells around poor people? It was really disappointing. It was a disappointing exchange And, um, I just kind of wanted to know what y'all would say about all of that. Yeah. (laughs) I just knew that y'all would come back with something boss. All right. That's it. Love you guys. Thanks for all that you do. Okay. Maria, can you, um, just replay that sigh in the yeah? (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) It's really everything we're talking about in this episode. Just make that the opening yeah. clip. Just yeah, <laughs> like that literally it felt really it resonated. You know what I mean? It up. Um, <laughs> wow, wow. So thank you so much for that voice memo, Hannah. Yeah. My thoughts. I mean, I'm really. I just got taken out by the black people eggshells with black people. That really comment. makes me laugh. <laughs> because here's okay. It just took me out. Really. <laughs> Someone genuinely being like, so I got to walk around eggshells to black people. <laughs> what does that person think that means? Yikes. What do they think oh that means? I mean, okay. I mean, really what this is, is just like the person you're talking to has a mentality that the world is made of winners and losers mm-hmm. and the winners shouldn't have to be quiet around the losers. But you know what? That person has been tricked. 
by the cis-heteropatriarchy. It's a lie. And tricked into thinking that people have, like, the things that people like and people approve of are just inherently good things. Mm -hmm. And the things that people, the people who are successful are that way because they deserve it. And the people who have been oppressed have had that happen because, what, they're weaker, something bad has happened, they're not trying hard enough. Like, so that's just an inherent mentality that I don't really know how to fix. Like, that person just thinks that the world is made up of like an addition subtraction equation and it's just like not that's just not the way that the world is so it's like yeah I mean I guess if you think like number one if that's the way you think and you still don't see the value in just human kindness Mm -hmm. like if you're determined to look at it that way and and then you're like sure maybe it would be mean to make fun of poor people and like Okay, if that's the only way you want to look at it, fine. But, like, why do you want to be mean? You know what I mean? Even yes. in that mindset, I'm like, you're still wrong. They're like, I reserve the right to rub it in yeah. their face. Like, okay, sure, I guess. But, I- like, that's fucked up. But, like, overall, that's not the way – that's not true. It's just not true. Anything that, like, sets one way of being, especially a marginalized way of being, as a bad, as a before, as something to overcome, as something to get rid of, is a a harmful mindset, is a colonialist mindset, is a racist mindset, is is just one that's harming everyone in the world. So, you know, the person sucks. (laughs) The person sucks. I also think it's interesting that they can't hear the fact that they equate walking on eggshells with being disrespectful to somebody in a marginalized body. What are you talking about? Because I think, I mean, if they, if here's the thing, you have to be able to practice, like, is talking to this person worth your time? Do you think they actually are open to change or they're not? But if you, for some reason, think they are, then I would say the most problematic thing about before and after pictures isn't even the picture, it's the caption where they yes. talk about how their life didn't begin until they were the after part and how they were like near death and felt like they had nothing to live for and felt so humiliated and, and feel so humiliated for anybody who looks like that person. Like that is the part where it's like, okay, if you can look at that caption and you can't see how that's disrespectful to somebody who has a body like their before picture and yeah. they don't hate themselves, then that's the issue. Yeah. The issue really is like, if you don't think people deserve basic respect, it's like, shouldn't I be able to brag about my what to a black person? Like, what are you trying to maintain? <laughs> like, what what right do you feel is that being stripped is to you by you? I don't know. I mean, that part just shows that it's like, it's someone who has no understanding of like structural inequality. It's someone who yeah. maybe wants to insist on their right to sing along to the N-word. Like, what are they yeah. trying to do? Like, I don't know what, what they're they trying mean? to retain, but really this does smell to me like somebody who's like not worth your time. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't know that they are really open to it. Like, if you're really going to sit here and say that you deserve <laughs> to X to X person because yeah. you feel like they're winners and losers. Like, I don't really know what to tell you, but if they are really interested in thinking more critically about before and after photos, I would say the worst part about it is like the way they talk about their before self. It's just the positionality yeah. of like, my body was bad yeah. and then I worked really hard and made it better. And it's like, I mean, we've talked about this all before. It's just like, there is no one ideal of a good body. And like, I honestly, I mean, I'm kind of against all before and after like side-by-side photos because I think they inherently make your before body like bad, position yeah. it as bad. But if you want to post a photo of yourself and be like, look how much muscle I've gained. I've worked out so much. I'm proud of myself for 
we're showing up to the gym every day. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I don't give a fuck. That's fine. That's fine. But most before and after photos are not that. They're not that. They're usually They're, like, look how gross I was before, yeah. and now I'm happy, and my life can start. My it's life like, can geez. start. They're like, the life I had in that before photo was not a life worth living. The like, after picture was hiding inside the before picture. Like, I'm smiling on the outside, but not on the inside. I'm, I'm just like, like, what? Shut up. And then the, the true shade of it all is usually that will be the last photo on someone's Instagram for a year because, like, they, they got fat weight. again. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And why would you talk about that before person like it's not you? Yeah. Still you. It's still you, dude. Walking on eggshells. I'm sorry. We just have to revisit that. I cackled when I heard that. Walking on eggshells. I hope white people are walking on eggshells. I know. Honestly, when she said, do we have to, white people have to walk on eggshells with black people? I'm like, Like, I think maybe you should, honestly. If that's the way you got to think about it. Yeah, wow. What do you think you're not supposed to say? And what do you feel you have the right to say? Or you, you want the right back to say? Well, I'm just like, anyone who says that is thinking of black people as this weird monolith yeah. of like a stereotype he wants to fight everyone or something and like ready to get offended and just like what so what is it what do you think about black people it smells like racism like what are you talking about it's, it smells something <laughs> it's just it's racism. very weird it's like are you trying to like and and to any level i'm like what do you mean by that do you mean you don't you're not allowed to make a chicken and waffles joke is that what you're talking about because like if i want to insist that all black people like watermelon well why the hell can't like, i do that i don't understand what that means but it's all bad so i would say if if you're interested in talking to this person and your family further i would bring up the respect issue and see if they can really defend how like disrespectful fundamentally most before and after photos and captions are um and if they can still find a way to defend that then i would just like leave the room <laughs> and I don't engage with this person anymore it sounds bad all around Walk on um, eggshells yeah. yeah, dude, you can't say the things you could say in the 50s anymore. I mean, you can try it, but if somebody leaks your address on Twitter, like, oh, that's kind of on you. <laughs> no. Yikes. Anyway, that's our thoughts on before and after photos and bizarre positionality that some people still have. Thanks for writing in, Hannah, or sending in your voice. Thank you. Now let's move on to It's Okay, You Can Ask, a segment where the phrase, Maria, please edit that out, is uttered at least three times each recording session. We'll find out the answers to our burning questions like, is it racist to be on Team Lana Del Rey? Or, at this point, do white women have any faves left to stand? So, April, are there things that you want me to not do or do differently or that you wish you could tell your white friends in general? I don't have white friends that try me. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> I feel like I try you all the time. <laughs> yeah, no, but you're you're oversensitive. Because the thing okay. is, you would know. Like, I feel like there have been times in the past where you're like, well, tell me a situation and be like, was I being racist? And I'll be like, yes. <laughs> and then you'll be like, okay. <laughs> so that's fine. Okay. That's all you can do. But, okay, but I'm trying to think, like, let's say I had white friends who did try me. Because there have been times in the past where I've been friends with white girls and I've been like, I can't stand that bitch. <laughs> She's so racist. <laughs> Um, like as a, like as a child, like as like a youth growing up in Minnesota. Yeah. Um, and the things that they did was just like over familiar familiarity, over familiarity for you. Okay. Because you don't like anyone to look directly at you. Yeah, that's very true. And so yeah, so this very walk on eggshells around yeah. me is one thing. <laughs> yeah. But no, but I just mean like you know I don't I don't appreciate people assuming they know my experience like oh, like specifically with being black like they'd be like well I know how it is and I'm like oh God. you know. <laughs> Like, no amount of like you know watching boys in the hood and like having having black friends remember that video that went viral recently where she these girls were like you're being racist like in a rite aid and the lady was like i grew up in the hood yeah <laughs> it's like 
That doesn't mean you know what it's like to be black, sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> Not at all. It means you had a black boyfriend. Oh, my God. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. And, and so, I literally um, have a black boyfriend. I would never say that. <laughs> but yeah. I just see all the time, like, white women rely on people of color in their life to make them feel better about being racist or yes. being, like, whatever else they're doing. And I just think it's so fucked up. I'm <laughs> just like, you got to figure out a way to educate yourself that doesn't drain the life force from the people around yeah. you. Like, it's horrible to watch. Yeah. And, like, don't cry. <laughs> like, stop crying. <laughs> and, like, grow up and, yeah. like, talk to your Nazi dad and, like, vote. <laughs> <laughs> anyway no um, that makes sense if I call you like if there have been certain times where I'm just like I don't like that and you'll yeah. be like okay I'm so sorry let me adjust and that's fine yeah. but if I had a white friend who I felt like if I called them out they would burst into tears and make themselves a victim I'm like mm. never texting you back yeah. <laughs> like I'm not doing it I don't need that shit in my life at all no did you have that? yeah I can't imagine you having that at this point because I wasn't aware of so many like microaggressions like my sister was even saying we went back home recently and it's like dude living in minnesota like people there's so many daily microaggressions that you don't even see until you're paying attention like you just get used to taking it yeah so there's so many little things in friendships growing up that didn't really register to me as like uh, so fucked up yeah until i got older and got more educated and i was just like oh that thing pissed me off because she was like insinuating that i was like a piece of shit because i was black oh or like God. making like little comments that, that just didn't click with me they just made me uncomfortable but i couldn't verbalize why but now that I'm able to, if I'm able to clock that and the person does not respond in a thoughtful way, I'm like, oh, we're not friends. Because I really do have the mindset that it's like the people in your life, you've allowed them to be in your space and to share your time with them. And like, that's a privilege. And like, not everybody gets it. Yeah. Because again, I want to be by myself. <laughs> so I'm like, if I'm choosing to be with you. That means that I feel that, you know, I enjoy spending my time with you and I don't feel like zapped by you. But if that's not the case, then I just won't. You know? Well, thanks for that cookie, but I will continue to mess up, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I don't doubt that. I'm sure you, you, like, you know, you're a white person and you fuck up a lot, but I think that you're thoughtful about it and you try to grow. That's good. And I that's do. All. I am always trying to grow and I will always say I'm bad. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the least you could do. <laughs> I would also just tell the Hannahs at home, like, if you have a friend of color, she really, right now, she likes you. Because otherwise, she wouldn't be putting up with your shit. I really, I have been <laughs> making sure every other white woman knows about the stats about, like, how many percentage of white women were still approving of Kavanaugh. Anyways, Maria, also, if you have anything to add in here, please add it in as another woman of color, what your white friends and family can do. Is your boyfriend white? If so, tell him what he can do. And tell us what disqualifies a white friend for you. Like, yeah. what makes you be like, you're cut, Haley. <laughs> cut from the squad. Because I honestly, I think about it too. Like, I think about that for myself. Like, what are my limits for other white people? Mm. Where do I draw the line? And why? Yeah. Oh my God. Wow. Hi, it's me again. Uh, I have a whole two segments on this show. Incredible. Um, so I'm just going to do a quick fire round of where do I draw the line with white people? I feel like this is a game show and, um, maybe that's what I'll make in the future. Okay. So honestly, for me, the bar is set so fucking low. It starts off with unapologetic ignorance. Like when people are like, uh, I don't know. I'm white. I don't know. I don't know. Stop using, I don't know. You know what? There's this really great tool online. It's called Google. Please stop claiming the ignorance card so many goddamn times. I will usually give people one or two chances and then I'm fucking out. Also, basically everything April said, I'm just gonna replay a little snippet here. I would also just tell the Hannahs at home, like if you have a friend of color, she really, right now, she likes you. Because otherwise, she wouldn't be putting up with your shit. Really Next thing is, if you do something weird or fucked up and I have to correct you, um, just like 
don't fucking do it again, that's when I'm gonna be like, okay, this person fucking sucks. Um, And that includes exoticizing me or my culture, making my ethnicity be my number one identifier. You do not know how much I fucking hate that because I am so much more than just my culture, my ethnicity, my race, where I was born. Like, I am so much more than that. Please don't make it be my number one identifier. You know, saying something and then being like, oh, you, you know, especially for you. Like, what does that even mean? Don't be weird. Just stop. And and also don't ask me how to solve racism because like, I don't know. I'm also white. Like I am a white Latina and we'll get into this later, but, um, but that also makes me extremely privileged. I do not know how to solve racism. Do not ask me that. I really hate people who aren't willing to listen. Um, like when white people try to tell me what discrimination is and what racism is and what my own personal journey is and what I'm experiencing, hell no, get the fuck out. I also draw the line with white people who don't vote or vote in the wrong fucking party. Um, bye. Uh, if you're against sensible immigration laws, if you're a fucking fascist, bye. Um, white people who don't understand the difference between Hispanic countries, Hispanic cultures, think we're all the same. People who call literally any Hispanic person a Mexican. And yes, I um, live in North Carolina, so I have come across that a few times. It's rare, but it has happened. Um, yeah, really? Um, bye. Uh, if you ask me where I'm really from, uh, if you ask me to explain how come I'm not brown, (laughs) if you tell me I don't look Hispanic, if you ask me why my last name isn't Hispanic, if you comment on my accent or lack of one, um, bye. And then lastly, back to the white Latina thing, um, I don't know my... Uh, heritage that well. But because of this, I can sometimes sniff people out who are racist behind closed doors. Um, So, you know, when other people decide to be racist around me because they assume I'm white, um, I love dropping the line, you know I'm not white, which again, what the hell is white? I don't know. I'm a white Latina. I don't even know. I don't get it. Um, Yeah, I love dropping that line. And then yeah, bye. You're out of my life. That's where I draw the line. Okay, back to April and Sophie. I feel like a lot of intra-relationship conversations about racism or sexism or fat phobia stuff. It's like, how do you fight with this stranger? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or like, how do you talk to your parents? And those are kind of two end cases. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. This like, the friendship stuff is in the middle where it's like, am I, am I bad if I don't confront like this friend of a friend who I know is racist when she shows <laughs> up to this party? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know. Just been thinking a lot about how to more navigate this stuff in friendships and acquaintanceships and what we owe each other and what we don't. And it's all complicated. Oh, check out The Good Place on NBC. <laughs> <laughs> like what you just said. I mean, ah! no spoilers, but like check out season three of The Good Place on NBC. <laughs> it's all complicated. They really just, they demonstrate it. Yeah, no, it's it's honestly complicated. And I just think the key is thoughtfulness. I would really say that. But yeah, white white ladies, it's just, to me, it's really the victim shit. Because honestly, I see that it's second nature for white women. Like, I know that. You got to fight the instinct. I can see that that's the first thing that comes up. But like, all that does is drain your people of color around you. And it just makes them think like less of you. Because why are you crying when this isn't even about you? Well, <laughs> like, it's honestly, it's literally the same practice that I talked about at the very beginning yeah. of this episode. Mm-hmm. Of being like, anytime I feel attacked, yeah. it's 100% always a better outcome if I take a second and go in the other fucking room. Yeah. Just take a breath. Is this about me? Is it not about me? Are they actually criticizing me? Yeah. Are they not? And then you can decide what you want to do. It applies across the board. Yes, exactly. It does apply. And it does take those extra steps, unfortunately, because white women will burst into tears. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, 
I felt that defensiveness before. Mm-hmm. It's it's even even though now I feel like I mostly don't act on it, it's still there. Yeah, for sure. You feel it for sure. Well, we got a lot of work to do, so we're going to keep a uh, We'll keep trying over here, and you keep surviving over there, and I'll keep apologizing. Thank you. (laughs) And, uh, you know, we'll keep trying. And that's our show. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to the stuff we mentioned today, and don't forget to send us your questions via email or voice recording to fyi at she'sallfatpod.com. Please make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It's super important in making sure people find the show. If you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, we'll give you a shout out on the pod next week. She's All Fat is created, produced, and hosted by us, Sophie Carter-Khan and April K. Quio. We are an independent production. If you'd like to support the work we do, you can join our Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash she's all fat pod. When you pledge to be a supporter, you'll get all sorts of goodies and extra content. Our music was composed and produced by Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs. Our website was designed by Jesse Fish, and our logo is by Britt Scott. This episode was mixed and edited by Maria Wortel. Special thanks to our fairy intern mother, Lynn Barbara, and our brand new intern, Kirsten Berg. Our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter handles are at She's All Fat Pod. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Bye! Always, Solange knows. Did I say it wrong? Solange. <laughs> Why did I say it like that? I, and I know that is the thing. Why did you do and it? And I know that. You said the name Solange to me several times. I know I have. Solange. I just, is that bad? Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.